Hey there, Tallahassee. Jay Revel here. Welcome to another edition of your favorite business podcast here in Florida's capital city. We like to call it nowadays the Tallahassee Business Podcast. That may sound a little fresh to your ears. It's a little fresh to us as well. Uh, here in 2020, in this new year, we have made a slight change to our name, but you still get the great sounds of my voice and my partner in crime here, Sarah Solomon, each and every episode. Sarah, how are we doing? Great. I'm excited to bring another year of podcasts to your ears. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, new new decade, new yep. year, mm-hmm. new name. Yep. We're feeling good. We got a new guest. We've got a new sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, for our podcast. Uh, now, when you hear me do my uh, world-famous introduction to these, you'll also hear me mention the 223 Agency, mm-hmm. who is going to be sponsoring our podcast for the entirety of 2020. And with us today, our guest for the show, we're going to start by talking a little bit about their new sponsorship with us, uh, is founder and CEO of the 223 Agency, my good friend and hopefully yours, Dustin Rivas. Dustin, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm glad these two weeks of on and off, uh, you know, taking Wednesday holidays has, has just been been brutal. Well, and I know you understand this uh, well because uh, our daughters are pretty similar in age. But you know, when you, you you're not used to the whole like, hey, daycare is closed for this extended period of time or whatever, and you just kind of get sucked into the toddler vortex, and it's just... It's been rough. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was I'm actually really thinking she was going to back today, today. <laughs> but our, our daycares actually runs on Leon County Schools' schedule, so we're yeah, like, so tomorrow. no! So, yeah, Tuesday's the day, tomorrow. Thank it, goodness. It, it, it's a whole new world, and uh, it's a lot of fun, though. But, Dustin, um, for those who maybe are just hearing your name for the first time, which I, I imagine is a small group, but... Um, tell everybody a little bit about you, yourself, your story. How does one become founder and CEO of the Two Two Three Agency? Man, uh, we'll try to keep it keep it short. But uh, I'm born and raised here in Tallahassee. My entire family's here. Um, I have one uncle who lives in Rome, Georgia. So uh, Tallahassee native uh, roots here. My wife's her whole family's here as well. Um, I went to Lincoln High School. I was a student body president there. Played football and soccer and. I uh, got the opportunity opportunity for a full ride at FIU down in Miami. Was recruited by Don Strock to to kick um, down there. That was in 2005 is when I got recruited. Um, I was down there until 2011, and while I was there, I started a couple different businesses. Uh, one was called Tattle Texts. Um, we were sending text message marketing um, to college students about deals and discounts. Um, so that went really well. Uh, when I decided to move back to Tallahassee, I sold it down there and started it up here in Tallahassee to some FSU kids, let them run it into the ground, literally. <laughs> um, and that's when mobile apps really started to become uh, a big thing in push notifications. It's a lot cheaper to send a push notification than a text message, mm-hmm. um, having to pay the gateways and all the carriers. There were some pretty substantial fees back then to send those messages. Fascinating. So we'll have to spend a whole nother day talking about, you know, you working student politics at the campus of Lincoln high school <laughs> and kicking field goals and stuff. I, I, I need to, uh, I need to get into that on another level. Maybe that's, that's a round like, of 18. Yeah. I was say, maybe that's a round of golf someday soon. Um, so you crack into this app space and, uh, you decide to launch a company. Tell me about the early days there and what, what that was like. Yeah. You know, when I came back to Tallahassee, we created a company called app innovators and, uh, it's been App Innovators up until um, last year. We changed in, in January of 2019 to the 223 Agency. 
uh, App Innovators was serving companies like Danfoss TurboCore, uh, Gulf Power Utilities, City Thomasville Utilities, to name a few. Um, and then other people who come to us with you know business solutions needs, and we would build custom apps for them. Uh, a big majority of our audience was also associations. Uh, we were doing um, apps to help just with basic communications for their members. Um, real, real, real basic at that time. Um, we were started to do a lot of marketing in, I'd say, 2016, 2017. Um, under the table, like we didn't advertise it, but some of our clients asked us, hey, can you manage our social media page? Do you think you can update our website? So uh, we kept saying yes and kept finding talent and, you know, the projects for them. We kind of got tired of um, in in 2018 people saying, oh, we didn't know you did marketing and advertising. We didn't know you did this. Um, man, we just signed with so-and-so. We really wish we could have, you know, had the opportunity to talk to you about it. And so uh, we decided to change our name. We, we bought a building downtown at 223 West Carolina Street, and I said, I'm never going to have a name that puts me in a box again, you know, with my services. And so uh, we're at 223 West Carolina Street, and the name of the company is the 223 Agency. Um, and 223 is a full-fledged digital relations company, very similar to a PR firm. We are a DR firm. Uh, we believe... Uh, digital relations really soars above even public relations. If you think about where public relations is done today, it's really done, you know, in the digital landscape. Uh, When you talk about somebody who leaves you a terrible review on Google, whether it's a competitor or a real one, how do you respond to it? Uh, An accident happens or somebody posts a bad picture of your establishment or a restaurant or a trip hazard. How are you responding? Most of the time that's digitally. Um, And how do you strategically you know, get that message across when incidents do happen. Um, sometimes it's it's not responding and let it die and get a bunch of reviews to, to go above that. Um, sometimes it's, you know, responding appropriately. Um, so digital relations is a big thing we're going to focus on on this year, and that's on, you know, whether it's your Google reviews, your Facebook reviews, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it, your digital footprint um, is, is where we work. Now, that's, that's very exciting, and... Um you know, you talked about the the move you made down there to two two three West Carolina Street, a, a beautiful little part of town. There's some great companies uh, co located pretty close to you, and you've got this kind of concept, I guess uh, we might call it, right, of of creating this tech district downtown, Absolutely. Uh, sort of in that uh, that space between downtown and Midtown, uh, Frenchtown, not too far off. Um, tell us a little bit about that and what, what that kind of looks and feels like in, in your noggin uh, moving forward. Sure. You know, we, um, you know, we could have looked for a place all over um, Tallahassee, and we decided that downtown had the right assets for our growth. Um, and that's where we planted our flag. And part of our branding you'll see is a little astronaut head with a flag in the background. And, again, we could have went anywhere in Tallahassee, and we decided to plant our flag and plant a new direction for our business growth and hopefully growth for that entire area. You think about the assets, uh, the physical assets. You know, we're in the same parking lot as Velocity or Pavlo Media. Um, they've got a ton of fiber uh, laid all up in downtown Tallahassee, but being able to take a, a string of fiber from their building directly a, a across rooftop to ours um, definitely helps. I'd like to say we probably have some of the fastest bandwidth in Tallahassee because we're right next door to them. Um, people don't realize, you know, the importance of bandwidth today, but slowly um they're starting to figure out it's a pretty big necessity um being close to downtown and being close to um you know all the legislative stuff going on all the associations but then also being close to the schools 
Um, I like to say I like being downtown, but not downtown in quotes. Um, I'm on the other side of Tennessee Street, um, where most of the one ways are connected with two ways. So it's nice and easy to, to commute and to get around. But I think that whole area is about to explode. There's a lot of companies already in that area that have some sort of tech background. Um, and we have that co-working space as well downstairs. So we have a, a bunch of tech companies who have moved into our building as well. If you could kind of see the future for that space, what would you hope that it would look like in the next maybe 10 years, that tech district? Yeah, I, I really think it would be a place where people identify as if you want a job or you want to work in the tech industry, whether you uh, want to be a developer or you just want to be an office receptionist um, or an account executive, where do you go if you want to work at a tech company? And right now we don't have that establishment mm-hmm. in, in Tallahassee. I wouldn't say that it's Summit East. Um, I wouldn't say that it's you know, Railroad Square area or downtown. I mean, there's it's not defined. It's not Innovation Park. That's more R&D and research. So um, we think that there's there's office space available in the district, in that little 20-block area we talked about, from, you know, Tennessee Street to Monroe to, to Macomb and MLK. Um, there's a lot of open vacancy there, a lot of land that's ready for development there. You look at what the new Envision Credit Union um, just put up there. Um, the, I think it's 40 North Apartments. Hopefully that, that starts. Um, all that's right there inside of the tech district. So um, a lot of new development can happen down there. Um, there's room for growth. I think it's the sure. next Midtown. Um, you know, Midtown took, what are we, nine, ten years? Yeah. You helped about, about start that. Years, Is yeah. it ten? Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> you know, and so um, we'll say that we're on, you know, going on year two here with the tech district. Um, but by the time we get to, to year ten, I, I think there will be some substantial developments in that area. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of momentum for sure, and uh, good things do take time, but uh, but they are happening. I mean, to your point, you've got a lot of um, congregation of, of assets down there happening in that area, and uh, and it's and it's pretty too. I mean, it's a nice, enjoyable part of town to be in. Uh, you can uh, hoof it over to uh, places like Birds and. Uh, Either sing some karaoke or get a really good burger or some oysters or whatever, right? I don't know about the karaoke, but I'll take, I'll take the oysters. <laughs> uh, karaoke is one of my, you know, fortes in the world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I know the spots. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, Dustin, talk to us a little bit. You know, you were talking about digital relations and just trends in that space. What are some of the big things that are happening out there in the world today that, you know, if, 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 if Sarah and I were your clients or if someone's listening to the show today that – Hey, maybe they're scratching their head and they feel a little lost and they're trying to figure out where their company needs to be going. What are the things you're telling folks, um, uh, the free advice segment of the sure. uh, of the podcast here? What, what are you letting people know about where things are headed in the digital space? I think what a lot of people are taking for granted is, is the fact that their digital footprint is being looked at as an extension of their services these days. If you don't, if your website is, is terrible and it loads slow or it's not mobile responsive or doesn't have a SSL certificate, so it's not secure. Um, when somebody searches you on Google or finds you know you on Facebook and they click on it, and they're like, "Is this real? Like, are they still even in business?" You'd be surprised how many people in Tallahassee their websites just not even optimized for mobile use. Um, so it, it's things like that that people don't realize. Again, things might be doing good. And business is good, so they're oh, why do I need to worry about my website? If it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, you don't know how broke it really is and what you're really missing out on. And so, even when somebody, it's like having a Facebook page and, and there's no content on it. Like why even have it? It looks worse that you that that you have one and you're not giving it the attention. Is that how you're gonna 
feel about you know my my body shop i got all these cars in a parking lot but i'm not working on any of them you know <laughs> like it's one of those things to where um you have to you know maintain these things it's not hard to maintain um but it's it's better to not have it yeah it just takes effort yeah I mean, you, it, it takes a a, a you know, regular gardening right i mean it, it's not anything that's out of this world difficult but you do have to tend to it pretty much every day you do and you know reviews are another big thing um you know two-thirds of your marketing is happening without you you know yeah. word of mouth and, yeah, and, well. and reviews it's it's crazy and so making sure that you're aware of the review platforms um people don't realize uh, how big yelp is mm-hmm. you know yelp really started out with just mainly food and in nightclubs and bars establishment like uh, dining and entertainment type stuff um but since apple integrated with yelp if you search for you know, Joe's Crab Shack on I- on your iPhone, it's going to pop up their Yelp page. It's going to pull the reviews from Yelp. And the bad part is, is most people have been to Yelp and have done, most people that have a Yelp page have a bad review on there because that's where people used to go and complain a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. And so are you pushing customers to, to give you a review on Yelp? Or are you just telling them to go to Google? Or are you just telling them to go to Facebook? You know, are you not giving Yelp any attention? And um, it's important. You know, Apple has made it important. Um I'd say another major thing um, is the voice recognition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in 2020, and the stat that I read last year was, you know, by 2020, 50% of all searches are going to be voice search. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, whether it's Siri or Alexa, um, you can do it from your computer, your iPad, your phone. You know, people are using voice search, even in your cars. It, you know, you got to oh, yeah. car play. Especially there. I mean, that, I mean you've got laws now. Exactly. Literally just kicked in here in Florida. I mean, you can't sure. even touch your. Mm-hmm. your you know, think about device. if you're a. It, the easiest example to, to talk about is like if you're a gluten free pizza restaurant, and I go to those all the time. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. me too, buddy. Um, <laughs> it, you know, if it says, you know, if you t- asked Siri, you know, hey, find me a gluten free pizza restaurant. But yeah. if you're a gluten free pizza restaurant, you don't have the right meta tags and, and oh, data yeah. set up on your website and on your online directories. How can it make that recommendation? Absolutely. It can't. Right. And so if your services aren't categorized right on the multiple directories, mm-hmm. you're never going to be found. Again, it's not difficult, but it does take effort. Oh, yeah. All the effort that you put in for all of your clients, it when you think about it kind of as one big piece, it just seems like so much. But on that note, can you kind of talk to us a little bit about your staff and who you have behind the scenes working for all your clients on all these different things that you do? Absolutely. I've always been the type of person to build the team and then find the work. Um, hmm. I've, I've, I've found that way has worked better for me and seen that it hasn't worked so well for others in the past. And I think I've assembled a pretty rock star team. Uh, we have about 15 employees. Um, you have me, and then you have uh, Jim Hunt, who's one of our director of business relations. Uh, we just brought on Alan Hanstein, uh, TJ Hunter, and, and Javier Lopez as one of our, uh, those are all of our partners in the company. You know, below them, we have content creators, graphic designers, UI, UX designers. We have two videographers, a, a photographer on staff, um, you know, website developers, website designers, you name it. We, we have uh, the resources. So it's it's one of those things to where we haven't really come across anybody that's, you know, that's asked for something we couldn't really handle. Um, and then on top of that, our team's just really been able to foster an internship program. Like I don't, I've never heard of anybody else in Tallahassee being able to, to handle 20 interns in a semester. Um, it, it's a heck of a lift. Um, it's nothing I've done. It's been everything that my team's done. Um, but these kids are really seeing the value. We'll go to an FCC, or is it FCCI or no CCI College Communications right. Information Intern Fair, and literally we'll, we'll do that once a year. 
and we'll get 50 applicants. Um, and that's just because of the, I guess, the word of mouth from previous, you know, semester of students. And um, it, it's been it's been tremendous. We've actually hired three or four last semester out of that. Um, but and we actually have five from last semester that want to intern again this semester. So, wow. um, you know, if, if that says anything about our staff and the culture there, I think that speaks pretty, pretty big volumes. Yeah, that, that's fabulous. And, you know, and that's very important. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, we had uh, Corey Melton uh, from our team on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about uh, talent retention and the, the, the systematic approach that we need to build in this community to showing people um, pathways to progressing their career here. I mean, and, and your company's doing that right there on the front lines, mm-hmm. and it matters tremendously because not only does that word of mouth about your company have an impact on them, but their word of mouth about your company and our community reaches their friends' ears, reaches uh, their their other colleagues that are trying to just get their career started. And we need people talking about positive experiences here in Tallahassee, and it, it matters a lot. Um, you know, one of the things when you were talking earlier about, um, you know, voice recognition and other things, I, I think about the importance of brand, and I think about uh, the modern world where where companies are investing you know, just thousands and thousands of dollars, some on the national level, millions of dollars in content creation. What kind of things are you doing for clients in that kind of space that people should be aware of? Yeah, I think it, it's all about consistency um, in, in making sure that your brand is portrayed the right way. We use a lot of retargeting for our clients. Um, and retargeting simply is when somebody comes to your website, a little pixel is installed, and then they um, you know, your brand or your message or your ad is followed, whether it's on Fox News or CNN or Tossie Democrat Online, wherever it's at. And we don't look at it as, as really, they're, they're definitely in the ad space, but we're not really trying to display an ad for most of our clients. Uh, it's more about continued strategic positioning, making sure that, you know, we'll, we'll do an example. If, um, if you're looking for, you know, a brand new AC, you're probably calling two or three AC guys or a new roof. Um, or a new fence, you're probably calling multiple and get multiple quotes. And so it means you've probably been to their websites. Well, when it's time to make a decision, all the prices are probably close. Um, which one's on the tip of your tongue? Which one have you seen consistently over the past 30 days while you and your wife have been, your, you and your significant other have been mm-hmm. trying to make that decision? Um, which brand has stood out the most? Mm-hmm. And so we always want to look at it from the consumer's eyes um, and how they're experiencing our brand and our message. Um, for our clients, and so that's that's really what we kind of focus on is how the end user um, is going to you know communicate with us and how do they they view our clients. We've talked a lot about digital relations and kind of your work across digital marketing and all that space, but let's go back to your roots for a minute and talk about apps. So we have kind of an example of an app that you've worked on as a chamber conference app, which many of our listeners listeners have probably used, but you talk us, tell us, walk us through a little bit about the app space. What do you do there for clients? Absolutely. So um, in, in the custom app space, you know, a client will come to us and again, they'll have a business need, uh, whether it's, you know, to increase efficiency and something or um, they have just a product they want to build. Um, so we'll do that. Or sometimes we'll have companies again, like Gulf Power Utilities says, hey, we need a new mobile app built. Um, and We'll work with them to get their app built. Or Dan Foss Tribercore. Um, it was it was great to work with Dan Foss. And actually, the chamber is the one who who got us that connection. Um, I guess there was a chirp going around that they were looking for an app development company, and 
um, the chamber, you know, stuck their arm out and said, hey, we know we know some folks mm-hmm. um, and, and got us that's that That's what we do best right there, that's relationships. That's absolutely what y'all do. <laughs> All about that relationship. And so uh, in the last year, we've developed two apps for them. Um, we've worked with their teams in, in Denmark, in Shanghai, um, in Sydney, and over here in the United States. And it's, it's really cool to see, you know, on a giant corporate level how— You're global, baby. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, we were we were the other day scratching our heads at, you know, translating our app into Mandarin because oh, they had wow. a huge oh, wow. conference going on in, in Asia. It was just it was Very cool. it, it was it was pretty cool to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank goodness we had the right people to do it. But it's you know trying to line up time zones um, with all these different people, and you have somebody who's testing in Sydney, Australia, but it's being uploaded and di- the coding's being uploaded in Denmark and getting permissions. There's a lot of you know, hands in that fire, but um, it's really cool. Yeah, and, and speaking of you know, the event application uh, portion of your business, why don't you jump in? You've got a, you got a whole subsidiary there that that's big. You brought on a uh, a tremendous talent, uh, uh, Alan Hanstein, well known across the community, right? He's kind of you know. Hashtag Facebook famous, I guess you'd say. Yeah, right I think, here I think he's Facebook famous. <laughs> uh, nobody knows what Alan does. Um, and if you don't know, he works for Event Owl now. Right, he uh, works for you. That, that, that's been, I think that's been the joke of you know the past probably 10 years is everybody's like, what does Alan do? Mm-hmm. Like They see all of his posts everywhere from, from SpaceX to the Challenger Center to being at this conference in Vegas and up in New York. It's like, what does Alan do? It's almost like Rose Waldo. Um, but we were able to, to bring on Alan. He's been in the event space for 30-plus years. Uh, he started his own event registration company. Uh, I think he was working for his own company for about five years and then sold it uh, to a fellow up in New York City and then continued working for him for another 25 years um, in the event registration space. So he's really well-known in just the event space alone. Um, and coming on board to event owl where apps are really kind of taking over that event space we don't do any event registration so there's no competition there but it's just a different um same industry different path uh, new and exciting path and uh, he's been able to really just bring that wealth of, of experience and, and wisdom to, to help us elevate that product and um we really took our first step with event owl with the chamber um you know i mentioned in for app innovators we were doing event apps for conferences i meant for for associations under the app innovators name and we decided one day let's try something different maybe we can try it with the chamber um (laughs) and so we slowly built out something with the chamber and we're like you know what we're on to something here let's give it its own name let's create its own business and start working off of that and it's turned into um a software that has had hundreds of events thousands of exhibitors and attendees and it's just really taken off um, big time with associations and big time trade shows. Um, we're headed down to Orlando next week for the, these acronyms get crazy, but the Florida Podiatric Medical Association, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the Feet Association. Or something like that. <laughs> um, but, you know. If that thing doesn't spell out foot somehow. In golly, the, yeah, but you know, everything from like Florida Healthcare Association <laughs> to, you know, builders and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's a software as a service that, allows um, these associations to really generate a lot of non-dues revenue through sponsorships. But at its core, it's all about having better engagement and and, uh, conversations with their membership and just keeping that communication up, whether it's about advocacy um, or just general information and continuing education. That's great. Right now we are a few days into 2020. 
Um, we're looking forward to a new year of the podcast, especially with you as our sponsor. So we appreciate that. But is there anything that you are looking forward to the most in the upcoming year? What can we expect from you in 2020? I think you're going to hear a lot about Avenal. Um, it's going to be one of those companies, I think, that um, I mean, the end goal is obviously an acquisition by a big player. Um, mm -hmm. But I really feel we've been doing this for almost four years, and it's a zero-debt company. We don't have any investors in it, and so it's been bootstrapped, and we've gained clients and gained notoriety. And um, I think it's something that you're definitely going to hear more about on the event owl side. On the event on the app side, you'll see event owl. I think right and left on the two two three side, um, digital relations. It's all about mm -hmm. digital relations and and how people can respond. We're going to be doing a lot of um, free training and webinars and stuff like that. Um, so we can help people. We know not everybody can afford our services, um, and maybe they don't need our services. They just need a little bit of help and a little bit of guidance. And so we want to be able to provide that um, to the community that's provided so much to us. So if folks want to find out more about all of those services, uh, your great company, your team, um, where should we send them? If you want to find out more information, uh, it's simple, 223agency.com, or if you're interested in the event software, EventL, it's simple eventowl.com um, we're also on facebook and twitter and instagram and linkedin and all that jazzy stuff but um definitely our website would be our go-to eventowl.com and 223agency.com and folks your sponsor will be linked below absolutely <laughs> yeah you'll be able to learn a lot more in the uh, show notes yep. uh well dustin what a wonderful way to kick off uh, a, a new year a new decade a new name for the podcast mm -hmm. Folks, if you weren't paying attention earlier, it's the Tallahassee Business Podcast presented by our good friends at the 223 Agency. You'll be hearing lots more from Dustin and their team throughout uh, 2020. Still getting used to saying that, getting used to saying a lot of this good stuff. But uh, we got a great year ahead. We're going to have a tremendous amount of wonderful guests throughout the year here uh, brought to you for your listening enjoyment. And folks, our ask of you in the year ahead is to tell your friends about the show. Uh, leave us a review. Give us uh, five stars, we hope. We, we hope we've earned that from you. But we want you to go out and tell the world you know uh, about the Tallahassee Business Podcast and give folks a new opportunity to learn something about their community and the people who are making our community great, like Dustin and his team each and every day. Uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you staying with us uh, here into a new year. And uh, we think we're going to have some really fun times with some great guests and, of course, We've got a wonderful sponsor with our friends at the 223 Agency. Dustin, can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Hope you'll subscribe and hope you'll leave us a great <laughs> review. No, Absolutely. you will, especially for this episode. Sure. Uh, and Sarah, thanks for all you do. Of course. Happy 2020. You got it. Folks, thanks for tuning in. We will talk to you real soon. As always, uh, be sure to visit www.talchamber.com. That's talchamber.com for all your chamber needs and understanding what's going on in the business community here in Tallahassee, Florida. Thanks for listening.